0: Welcome to the Denver Snuffer Podcast. Today, Denver addresses the question, What great knowledge is to be restored in our dispensation?
1: Go to Doctrine and Covenants section 121, beginning at verse 26. These are the neglected verses because um, we, don't, we don't pay attention to this stuff anymore. God shall give unto you knowledge by his Holy Spirit, yea, by the unspeakable gift of the Holy Spirit, that has not been revealed since the world was until now. Not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been revealed. It's the knowledge that is coming that has not yet been revealed, which our forefathers have awaited with ancient expectation to be revealed in the last times which their minds were pointed to by the angels as held in reserve for the fullness of the glory, a time to come in the which nothing should be withheld, whether there be one God or many gods, they should be manifest. All thrones and dominions, principalities and powers should be revealed and set forth upon all who have endured valiantly for the gospel of Jesus Christ, as also if there be bounds set to the heavens or to the seas or to the dry land or to the sun, moon, or stars, All the times of their revolutions, all the appointed days, months, and years, and all the days of their days, months, and years, and all their glories, laws, and set times shall be revealed in the days of the dispensation of the fullness of times according to that which was ordained in the midst of the counsel of the eternal God of all other gods before the world was that should be reserved unto the finishing and the end thereof when every man shall enter into his eternal presence and into his immortal rest. There is an agenda. That agenda is to be completed. It's to be completed before the coming of the Lord. And it includes a restoration of things that we have hardly yet um, thought about. Abraham had the records of the fathers. Look at Abraham chapter 1 verse 31. But the records of the fathers, even the patriarchs, concerning the right of priesthood, the Lord my God preserved in mine own hands. Therefore, a knowledge of the beginning of the creation and also of the planets and of the stars, as they were made known unto the fathers, have I kept even unto this day. And I shall endeavor to write some of these things upon this record for the benefit of my posterity that shall come after me. Since Abraham was acquainted with the priesthood that belonged to the fathers, and since Abraham had a knowledge that was reckoned from priesthood that goes back to the time of the patriarchs, he... As a consequence of possessing that, knew about the beginning of creation, knew about the planets, knew about the stars, as they were made known unto the fathers. Go back to Doctrine and Covenants section 121. It's talking about um, our dispensation. I want to look at, at beginning about verse 28 A time to come in the which nothing should be withheld, whether there be one God or many gods, they should be manifest. Because that's included within the knowledge that the first fathers had. That's included with what was here at one time. All thrones and dominions, principalities and powers shall be revealed and set forth upon all who have endured valiantly for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And also if there be bounds set to the heavens or the seas and to the dry land or to the sun, moon, or stars... All of the times of the revolutions, all of the appointed days, months, and years, and all the days of their days, months, and years, and all the glories, laws, set times, shall be revealed in the days of the dispensation, the fullness of times. According to that which was ordained in the midst of the counsel of the eternal God, of all other gods, before this world was, that should be reserved unto the finishing and the end thereof, when every man shall enter into his eternal presence, and into his immortal rest. Abraham is not merely talking about something both in this verse, Abraham 131, as well as what we encounter later on in the book of Abraham about the various um, stars that were shown to him and the relationship between them and his facsimile number two, as I recollect, that is um, an effort to lay out a relationship in the heavens between certain positions of glory and authority. But Abraham is testifying that it was part of the original gospel that was entrusted to the fathers and that those records were handed down to him. In Doctrine and Covenants section 121, we find out that that's part of what is supposed to have been included within and is ultimately scheduled for Revelation 2, Those that will receive um, the restoration of the gospel when it is fully upon the earth in the dispensation of the fullness of times. Abraham represents coming to the truth in a generation of apostasy. Abraham represents coming back to the light despite the fact that his fathers taught him idolatry. Abraham represents the challenge that every man who would be saved from that point forward must find themselves within and then overcome the idolatry of their fathers. Abraham is the prototype. And so Abraham is acknowledged by that same Jehovah who visited with the fathers in Adam and Diamond and identified himself again to Abraham, who after apostasy becomes literally the first. The first to return to the righteousness of the first fathers. The first to return to the religion that belonged in the beginning to mankind. The first to discover A knowledge of the beginning of the creation as also of the planets and of the stars as they were made known unto the fathers. Abraham was the one who desired to be a follower of righteousness. One who possessed great knowledge. To be a greater follower of righteousness and to possess greater knowledge still. It is this which made him a candidate the Lord could speak to. It's this that made him the prototype in his generation of what it takes to turn away from idolatry, to turn away from the kind of corrupt and uh, degrading religions that were then in play on the earth, the fertility cults and the human sacrifices and and the vileness that surrounded him. Fundamentally, what distinguishes Abraham and what distinguishes the covenant is the knowledge that he has Abraham is in possession of something because Abraham knows some things that are true that relate back to the very beginning. And as a consequence of that, those who are given the same knowledge necessarily have to belong to the same priesthood. In thy seed, that is in thy priesthood. Because you become a son of Abraham, if you take upon yourself the the requirements for the covenant, you inherit that just as Abraham inherited it. It comes down from the beginning, from the father's. Everyone who receives the gospel, this gospel, verse 10 of that Abraham chapter 2, as many as receive this gospel shall be called after thy name. You ought to ask yourself, what is this gospel? And are you yet in possession of it? Because it would appear that the promises made to the fathers um, includes rather more than what we know about as yet. But it is nevertheless the case that it is through Joseph and Jacob, Isaac and Abraham, that the promises remain. You can see that in Doctrine and Covenants section 27. We only need to look at verse 10 of section 27. As also with Joseph and Jacob and Isaac and Abraham, your fathers, by whom the promises remain. That is, promises are still in play right now as a consequence of what God did in covenant with Joseph and covenant with Jacob and covenant with Isaac and covenant with Abraham. Those promises are still in play. This is what Moroni was talking to Joseph Smith about. And verse 11, as also with Michael or Adam, the father of all, the prince of all, the ancients of days. Promises that are in play today go all the way back to them. The covenant which we receive will come as a consequence of them. What they got secured for us promises which the Lord intends to honor. Therefore, when we are the beneficiaries of those covenants, we are going, like Abraham, to have restored to us a knowledge of the beginning of creation, the planets, the stars, as they were made known unto the fathers, and as section 121 tells us, is going to be the case in the dispensation of fullness of time. And so the, the question is, how diligent ought the search be into the things of God? How carefully ought we to consider the things that have been restored to us through the prophet Joseph Smith? The fact is that... Um, This stuff is assigned to our dispensation. And I'm reading from the book of Mormon, which the world does not have or accept. I'm reading from the book of Abraham, which the world does not have or accept. I'm reading from the Joseph Smith translation, which the world does not have and accept. All of you have this information in front of you. All of this material has been restored through someone that we claim we honor and regard as a prophet. If the original Mormonism needed to recover the fullness that was lost, then to revive an original, it will require a recovery of what was lost and more. If recovered, believers will be able to receive a holy spot accepted and defended by God. In that place, the religion of Adam will be taught. The promised original religion includes the revelation of everything, nothing shall be withheld. Today's Mormonism has a great deal withheld, but the religion of Abraham and therefore the religion of Adam included a knowledge of the beginning of the creation as also the planets and of the stars and as they were made known unto the fathers. The original Mormonism must grow in ancient knowledge and understanding until their understanding reaches into heaven. Not just spiritual understanding, but also physical understanding of the layout of the universe. The placement of the lights in the firmament was for signs to man, and therefore were deliberately placed and contain information originally understood by Adam. By the way, all these things were once part of the gospel. All of this. Everything. In fact, the DNC says everything that's above, everything that's on, and everything that's beneath the earth. And beneath the earth means from the surface of the earth. It means those heavenly bodies that fall below the horizon and then reemerge, like the planet Venus reemerges. It goes under, it's, it's the evening star, and then it's the morning star. It changes sides that you see uh, the symbol on. Um, all of these things were once part of the gospel, and all of these things will eventually, again, become part of the gospel once more. All thrones and dominions, principalities and powers shall be revealed and set forth upon all who have endured valiantly for the gospel of Jesus Christ And also if there be bounds set to the heavens or the seas or the dry land or to the sun, moon, or stars, all the times of the revolutions, all the appointed days, months, and years, and all the days of their days, months, and years, and all their glories, laws, and set times shall be revealed in the days of the dispensation of the fullness of times. There's a message up there. It was part of the gospel. It will be restored again. But right now, faith, repentance, baptism, and... uh, Uh, treating one another kindly and preparing to be the kind of people that are worthy of preservation is far more important than all of that. But Genesis chapter 1 verse 14 says all that stuff up there was given us for signs and they're talking to us. The only way you can obliterate the testimony that's up there is by our apostasy when we lose light and we're ignorant and we can't read it anymore. It's fixed and it's not going to change. But we can lose light and knowledge such that we can no longer understand that testimony. Anytime there's something going on in the heavens, <laughs> that God means something by it even if we're oblivious to it. And the uh, the challenge is to not be oblivious to it, but to take it in and then assign it its proper, its proper weight. Um, what is going to happen is more affected by your repentance and your faith than anything else. And that's really where the hard work gets done in the hearts, in our own hearts, in our own lives, in how we treat one another. When this whole process was set in motion by God on the first day of creation, he had in his heart a plan that was going to unfold through every generation until the end. Three years previous to the death of Adam in the Valley of Adam on Diamond adam gathered his posterity together essentially to tell them goodbye and in the valley of adam on diamond christ came and appeared to those that had gathered there and adam despite the fact that he was bowed down with great age rose up animated by the spirit that he was taking in from the presence of our lord and he prophesied whatsoever should befall his descendants to the last generation so he was talking about among others you that same plan that was ordained in the heavens before the foundation of the world was revealed through Adam, in prophecy in the valley of Adam on Diamond. And we're on schedule to keep the appointments. <laughs> Whether we're going to be on one side of the divide or on the other side of the divide, we're keeping the appointment. And the times have been fixed, and the seasons unfold, and the signs that show up from time to time remind us That despite how hectic and disorganized and how ill-fitted the world may be for the fulfillment of all the prophecies, it's simply going to happen. A new dispensation of the gospel began with Joseph Smith. It continues today. There are now more revelations and more scripture given to us by Christ. The Book of Mormon foretold how the Gentiles would react to new scripture. Many of the Gentiles shall say, a Bible, a Bible, we've got a Bible, there cannot be any more Bible. Thou fool that shall say, a Bible, we've got a Bible, and we need no more Bible. Because that I have spoken one word, ye need not suppose that I cannot speak another, for my work is not yet finished, neither shall it be until the end of man, neither from that time henceforth and forever." Wherefore, because ye have a Bible, ye need not suppose that it contains all my words, neither need ye suppose that I have not caused more to be written. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The purpose of the new dispensation is to make it possible again for mankind to know both God the Father and his Son. Joseph is receiving in this first interview with the angel Moroni an announcement about the first indications of the restoration of God's intent to restore a holy family. God is telling us what He wants. He, God, wants to have upon the earth again. His family. But we must respond. We. This is your dispensation. This is your time. You came down here with the intent of living and finding the things that will bring you back. This is your opportunity. Don't let some other group claim that it doesn't belong to you. These scriptures are only going to be fulfilled when enough people awake and arise to realize that it is devolving upon you the obligation to find, to heed, to seek, to search, to pray, to obey, and to form what is necessary in order to fulfill the promises and the covenants that were made to the fathers. I know that the Lord knows a great deal more than do I. And that very often I only figure out later what he has had in mind all along. And God is moving systematically. He is taking the measure of the Latter-day Saints. And His hand is about to move again in the affairs of men. We have a window. This is your dispensation. You were accountable. Those prophecies spoken to Joseph Smith by the angel Moroni in his room aren't going to fulfill themselves. There has to be someone who has faith. There has to be someone who rises up. And when he sets his hand and he invites you to join in and he wants you to know him, when he sets that in motion then you need to respond, not to me, not to any man. You need to respond to him. This is his work. He and only he will organize it. He and only he will roll it forth.
0: The foregoing are excerpts from Denver's 40 Years in Mormonism series, talk number one, entitled Be of Good Cheer, given in Boise, Idaho, on September tenth, two 2013. Talk number two, entitled The Lectures on Faith, given in Idaho Falls, Idaho, on September 28, 2013. And talk number four, entitled Covenants, given in Centerville, Utah, on October 6, 2013. The presentation of Denver's paper, entitled Was There an Original, given at the Sunstone Symposium on July 29, 2016. His remarks at a Day of Faith and Connection Youth Conference in Utah on June 10, 2017 and denver's christian reformation lecture series talk number two given in dallas texas on october 19th 2017 if you have questions or ideas for topics that you would like to have covered in this podcast please submit them for consideration to questions at com. you can request baptism by visiting bornofwater.org a complete collection of denver's talks Lectures and papers are available to download free of charge at restorationarchives.com. This podcast is a volunteer effort, produced under the direction of Denver Snuffer. We hope you'll share it with everyone interested in learning more about Christ, the coming Zion, and the restoration of authentic Christianity now underway in our time.